Welcome back, dudes and dudettes, to another episode of Surviving Empathy Podcast. I am your host, Brian Russell of Chef Bride Comedy, and today, ladies and gentlemen, I'm calling this episode Hodge Podcast Life Hacks and Finding Clarity and Purpose in This Life. Especially for us regular people. At the end of the day, we're just trying to find hope, we're trying to find opportunity, and we're trying to find kindness and mental health stability in a world that's going a little, you know, weird. (laughs) At the end of the day, this episode is for regular people who just want to find little tips and tricks and life hacks to find greater clarity and purpose in their life. We will talk a little bit about politics today and some of the craziness that ensues, and then we're going to talk about how do we sort of ignore all that to find happiness in our own life. Sometimes at the end of the day, there's so much weird stuff going on out there that we forget to stay happy in here, you know? If you like the work that we're doing, please come on over to my Patreon. That's Patreon forward slash Chef Bride Comedy. Or just come on over to our uh, Linktree. That's Linktree forward slash Chef Bride Comedy. That's where all of my stuff is. And you can help us in a number of ways. You can pitch in a buck or two to the cause by going on to our various uh, tip jars. Uh, We have Venmo and PayPal and a bunch there if you feel like giving us a tip. You can also just come on over to our Chef Bright Comedy YouTube channel. We're going to be doing a bunch of stuff there very shortly. We're just trying to end this show, Surviving Empathy Podcast, get mom through cancer treatment, and then we're going to be on Chef Bright Comedy YouTube channel doing a bunch of cool stuff. And lastly, just share the show. If you like what we're doing, share what you love with those who you love. And thank you guys so very much for your friendship and support. We appreciate you letting us be ourselves. We are trying to be ourselves so that you be yourself. And that's what it's all about. Thanks for listening. And let's begin. Welcome back, dudes and dudettes, to another episode of Surviving Empathy Podcast. I am your host, Brian Russell of Chef Bride Comedy. And today, as per you, dudes and dudettes, I've got my wonderful, beautiful co-host and wife, Rebecca Russell. Please say hello to the folks. Hi. (laughs) That was pathetic. I know. I think she does that on purpose. Yours is a little overboard, so I had to make it. Had to to make it underboard. Underboard, that's right. (laughs) So today, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to talk about a little bit of everything. This is going to be just a one big, great big hodgepodge, hodgecast, if you will, about life. We want to talk about mental health. We want to talk about what's going on in the world. We want to talk about how do we process our feelings and how do we process our grief and our stress and how do we come to a point where we enjoy our lives despite the fact that there is stress and mental health imperfections because we're living in a world we can't control. So how do you control that which you can control? That's what this is about. We're going to go into all these different topics that all sort of talk about life. And then at the end, we're going to talk about our best advice for regular folks in regular life. You know, not rich folks, not people you know, who have millions of dollars. We're talking about regular people living regular lives. And how do we arrive at a place of robust living, despite the fact that you don't feel all that robust? You know what I mean? Yeah, definitely. 
Well, and I think the thing is, is that tensions are running high right now in this country. We're at a fever pitch. We're sick and fucking tired of all the fucking assholes of the world taking over the world. You got all these stupid mass shootings, idiots and racists and fucking the outrage culture is getting out of hand. And so what does that do? It causes outrage on the right because they're fomenting all this anger and hatred of people that are different from you. Oh my God, how dare you be different? Yeah. And then those people like this 84 year old man ended up shooting this 16 year old black kid because he went to go pick up his younger brother and he went to the wrong house. And instead of even asking who it was, he just shot first and asked questions later. And this yeah. goober, he went to jail and now he, he got released today. And they only put him in jail after the weekend once there was enough outrage to actually cause them to go, oh, gee, maybe we should have done something about this. Yeah, exactly. And so what, what am I talking about here? I'm talking about... The Fox News, Breitbart, right-wing echo chamber, anger, violence, aggression machine that is continually riling up the angriest and stupidest amongst us. And where their mental health is is probably not good, but they're not in touch with their feelings enough to actually admit it or try to do anything about it. They'd rather double, triple down on their hate rather than, geez, I don't, I don't know, reflect and decide, oh, gee, maybe I am out of line. Yeah, their hate and their fear. Yeah, of and everything. they're panicking over nothing. They're yeah. creating a, a society full of scaredy cats. Yeah. What are you so scared of? You're scared of gay people? You're scared of trans people? You're scared of chicks with dicks? They're just doing their thing, man. That's their business. It's not your business. So why on earth would you be afraid and angry at things that have nothing to do with you? And that's what I mean, you guys. At the end of the day, it is none of our business what our fucking neighbors are doing. If they want to have orgies all day, every day, that's their business, not yours. You can be offended by it. You can, you know, if they're doing something illegal, that's one thing. But my point is, is that what we do in our society is none of everybody's business. Live and let live. Yeah, as long as it's not affecting you, other than you being offended, it has nothing to do with you. Exactly. And what they're doing is they're fomenting anger and outrage in everything. Yeah. And so we have to nip this in the bud. Where is this coming from? You know, I, my suspicion is that it's coming from the Fox Newsoverse and the Newsmax and the all these right-wing media chambers that don't want to give the news. They want to continually rile up their base to get votes. And unfortunately, Fox News doesn't care whether or not we're all living in a society full of dipshits and angry assholes anymore that we all have to now deal with. And then uh, I heard another story. This, uh, uh, in New York, it was mm -hmm. in New York State. Yeah. This car went into the wrong driveway, turned around. Somebody came out, blasted through the fucking window... Or no, 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 I'm getting my stories mixed up. The black kid in Kansas City was through the door. Was through the, the door. Storm door. The storm door. Yeah. And then this one, this person shot at the car, hitting the girl. Well, she, the, the passenger fucking died. Yeah. Died. While they were in the process of turning around I'm because turning they realized around. they were at the wrong house. They realized house. they were at the wrong house. Yeah. And I just read today. Uh, it happened again somewhere. I, I didn't see the whole story, but somebody in uh, Alabama or somewhere, uh, it happened again. Wrong, uh, mistaken identity. So shoot first, ask questions second. 
And you know why this happens? It happens every time there's a Democrat in office because they just love when there's an asshole in office. Oh, makes their little angry hearts just tickle with love. But then you get a Democrat in office and all day, every day, they talk about the fear mongering of a Mm -hmm. of a liberal planet or of a black planet or of a brown planet or of a a tolerant planet. You know what I mean? They they can't stand it. No, they can't. (laughs) And And so we've got this culture war. What are we going to do about this? Because they just whip up this fear that they're scared of their own damn shadow. And since they all have multiple guns laying around. Yeah. They just that's their first instinct. Yeah, and so at the end of the day, I I, I am not anti-conservative. What what I am is is uh, anti-hate. I am sick and tired of the hate. I I uh, woke up this morning, and I I posted this thing about if your religion is um you know causing you to be hateful, maybe you need to pick a new religion, right? And this guy on my Facebook, yeah, well maybe we need to stop coddling meh 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 meh. <sighs> And I'm like, delete. Wow. I didn't yeah. even read the whole thing. Mm-hmm. Fuck you. Who is this guy? Well, and their whole thing, they think that giving someone respect and recognition is coddling. Well, and the problem is, is that they, they think that letting others live and let live is somehow yeah. uh, excusing behavior that they find un- unconscionable. And and who are these people to... to who are these people to be sitting on in their ivory towers on their high horse acting like they're so fucking pristine mm-hmm. and superior? Yeah. At the end of the day, I mean, what are you doing that's so fucking great? What, because you identify as a Christian or you identify as, a, you know, a, a veteran? A white male. Or a white male? I'm a white male and veteran too, motherfucker. I just chose a different route. I yeah. chose love over hate. And we're going to talk about that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So what do we do, babe? I mean... You know, how do we keep our sense of humor and our sense of, you know, childlike wonder and joy in a life full of fucking aggressively hateful people? That's the hard part. You know, and it it puts me in a precarious position because at the end of the day, I have conservative friends. And I don't think all conservatives are hateful or racist or misogynist or any of that. Some of them are just hearkening. They want to go back to the 70s. In the 60s, which I get, I get it, you know, but at the end of the day, I mean, holding back progress just so you can have your, you know, 1970s lifestyle. <laughs> I mean, we can't pretend and progress happens. Life happens and population is getting bigger, uh, technological advancements. And so how can we preserve the traditional values of yesteryear while still progressing into the future as one should? Well, they just want to preserve the time when everybody kept their mouth shut and stayed in the closet and hid who they were. Yeah. Because it what? makes them uncomfortable to have people that are different from them. Why do you I don't get, they get it. so angry. Is it is this coming from understand. Christian stuff? A lot of it is, I think. You think? Yeah, yeah, because the the language or the religion of tolerance and love preaches hate and intolerance. Well, that's all but, that meme was trying to say. Mm-hmm. This guy got triggered by it. Oh. At the end of the day, I just deleted him. I should have blocked him. I wasn't awake enough. I was like, yeah. just waking my, waking up, and I was like, mm-hmm. oh, delete. You know, yeah. because you gotta delete hate from your heart. You gotta delete yeah. hate from your life. And at the end of the day, um, you know, I I, I don't um, necessarily. I, I have a handful of gay friends, but they don't live around here. Um, and I'm I'm you know I'm not necessarily like I don't I'm not the you know 
I'm just an old veteran. I, like at the end of the day, if you're gay, fine. I don't care. Well, it's not hurting anyone. Mm -mm. It's just at the end of the day, you got to accept what people are, unless what they are is conditioned by uh, a society that is teaching hatred, teaching aggression, teaching violence. And so, I don't have any problem with right wings having their right wing ideologies, so long as they understand that you are riling up your base to become domestic terrorists. I mean, I said it the other day, at the end of the day, we are uh, triggering people who can't seem to keep their spurs from jingling and a jangling. How do we handle this? I've, it needs to come from the top down and they yeah. need to be punished for spitting that kind of shit out on the airwaves every day and people getting well sucked in by it and, and taking it to which, heart. Speaking of which, you know, Fox News got sued by Dominion, the voter machine systems, the big lie, as they call it is that the big lie was that Trump was pushing and peddling this idea that, uh, you know, voting machines weren't tallying correctly. It was all made up out of thin air, and yeah. they're all getting their ass sued off. And if they had a good argument that this was true, that this was real, they would have presented it in court. Instead, what do they do? They, they settled, settled for three-quarter of a billion dollars. Fox News has to pay three-quarters of a billion, 738 Eighty no, it was like seven eighty five, seven hundred eighty seven point five, or seven eighty seven point five million dollars. That's almost a billion dollars. Yeah, or was it eight hundred seventy five? I don't know. It was, it was huge. It was a huge number. I <laughs> yeah. think it was seven something. Yeah, but yeah. I mean, you know, speak on that because, like I said, I don't want people to feel like they have to change. If if you're a Fox News viewer and you happen to be conservative, fine. But how do we get these folks to understand that? Uh, Maybe, oh, I don't know. Maybe you should, you know, get off the fucking, um, they're addicted to the hogwash. They're addicted to the red meat. They're addicted to staying outraged over people who are different from them. And they well, just peddle it day in, day and out. And I don't know how it's going to change until that shit's off the air. Because what are they, they're not going to go on there and say, oh, we settled for almost a billion dollars because we were lying to you and we knew we were lying to you. They're yeah. never going to hear that. Right. So well, where are the they going to hear it? That's the problem. They're in an echo chamber yeah. that is impervious yeah. to new information or mm -hmm. any outside contradicting information. Right. Yeah. So I don't know, because yeah. until it's off the air and them not being able to get sucked into it every day, all day, yeah. I don't know what the solution is. Well, and that's why I say, you know, like, I, you know, my friend kind of makes a goof out of right wing culture. Like, oh, I'm just doing it for fun. But there's yeah, but real world consequences. Yeah. That's all. Yeah. I don't want people to, you know, you like gas guzzlers? Hey. I like gas guzzlers too, but I'm okay with our technology shifting to where we can save our earth. I, I think you could make a kick-ass electric car that is cool like a Camaro. Uh, I love the old cars. I love the old ways. I'm an old-fashioned guy, but I, I don't know. Unlike most people, I'm not hypercritical of change like most people. What mm -hmm. is that fear of change? Because a lot of people, like you said, with the the Fox News and stuff. That's what they're be being preached to every day, that they should fear change. Yeah. The change isn't good. Well, change is inevitable. It is. You have but to roll with the punches. Yeah. Life gets different. Mm -hmm. I don't expect this generation of kids to be exactly like I was. I hope that they can go back and look back at 80s music and, 80, and 70s and 80s classic rock and appreciate it because that's part of my heart. But if they like this new shit and it's not as good, fine, fine. I have my opinion. They have their opinion. But I don't want to change them. I just want them to appreciate that there was a life and existence before your birth. That's all.
Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, I, I went back when I was in my 20s. I went back and got into, like, Fog Hat and all that 70s shit. Ch -ch -ch Cherry Bomb. I loved all that old crusty shit. I don't know yeah. why. Because it's uh, good. Fly like an eagle, eagle. I know I'm going to get a copyright strike because it's so much like <laughs> the real thing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, but no, I'm just trying to keep it light. We're talking about heavy shit, serious shit. How do you keep your sense of humor? I mean, I, I just don't, I, you know, I think you just, like I've said, don't get triggered by it all. Yes, get outraged, get offended, be offended, but don't just yell and scream and <clears throat> kick the dog. I mean, our culture is getting so radicalized left, right, and center that we're all getting outraged. We're all getting frustrated by the higher cost of living. And we're, we're all trying to play the blame game instead of being understanding. It seems like... All our problems in life, whether it be the cost of living or the cost of rent or jobs or infrastructure, instead of just saying, hey, we need our politicians to create better outcomes, better infrastructure for our society. We just continually play this blame game of, well, the Democrats are doing it. Well, Trump didn't create any fucking jobs either, guy. So, Well, no, and that comes from them mm. because they don't want to take any responsibility for it. They want to keep doing what they're doing to make themselves rich. Yeah. So they, they <clears> try to put the blame onto everyone except themselves. Well, and the thing is, is that if a, if a planet is growing in population, what other than telling people to stop fucking, which they have a very, a very natural right to do, how do we continue to live in a society where we just not enough jobs, not enough infrastructure to accommodate 8 billion people? How do we, you know, we could just sit and play the left, right blame game forever more. But at the end of the day, that gets old too, and we have to find real solutions. So where do you think that might come from? I think it's going to come from younger people coming up, like yeah. the younger generations that are aware of what's going on because they're getting bombarded yeah. by everything and they're, they're tolerant and they know what's going on. They're Not tolerant them, and but... the, the, most of them are tolerant and most of them are young and intelligent and, it's and just know gonna... where the, the cause and effect is coming yeah. from and they know how to vote correctly yeah. and i think it's just going to take time until i mean it sounds horrible but until these older generations die off and yeah. get out of congress and get out of lawmaking well yeah and... we're talking about an old triff party and yeah. i hate to say it because it sounds like i'm trying to be divisive but it almost seems like we're becoming a party of love versus hate and yeah. and until the republican party teaches me and convinces me that they're loving and kind um christian in name only because i'm not seeing it yeah other than using it as a cudgel to um uh, direct hate at anything and everyone they don't like like gay people yeah and it's gonna start with i mean things just need to change mm -hmm. at that level with laws and things like with term limits and i mean why yeah. does somebody there's i can't remember who it was was it grassley or somebody that's like 90 years old why mm -hmm. is he in government yeah. And I just saw something about um Diane. Well, but then well, you look at Bernie Sanders and he's 487 years old and he's still very progressive. So I don't know. Yeah. No, well I was going to say Sorry. um <laughs> I just saw a thing recently that apparently like Diane Feinstein, yeah. they're thinking that she's been dealing with dementia for like 5 or 6 years and she's right. refusing to step down well, and it needs to be right. it needs well, to come to term limits and people stepping down when they I, need to. You know I like Joe Biden, but he's a little too old, I think, to yeah. be president. Mm -hmm. And I say that with all the love and respect that he deserves because he's a good man. 
Um, I think he's a true Christian. He's a true Catholic. Yeah. And that's fine. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm an atheist, but live and let live, man. You know, I, I got nothing against God or church when they're doing it right, right? Um, but Trump has fucking dementia, too. Oh, well, yeah. And that's God, the thing. Did like, you hear that interview he did with Tucker yeah. Carlson? He sounds like a fucking lunatic. Yeah. And he just, he rewrites history any way he wants. And we all just sit there and let him. And, and, and Tucker Carlson just fucking lets him bleed on like a goat. And it's like, dude, hold him accountable. And that's what I mean is that, like, this, the, the, it's just becoming a let's accommodate Trump party. Like, good grief. What? I understand that he's like, he knows how to buck the system and that's what they like about him. But at the end of the day, he's about as useful as a fucking asshole in your elbow. Speak on that. I don't know how it came to that. I honestly yeah. don't understand how it's. I remember come conservatives to that. being like the get shit done party, and now they're just all about uh, keeping people riled up so that you continue voting for the unpopular stuff. And it seems like their agendas and their politics and their um, is just getting more and more radical. What is that? I don't know. It does not make sense to me. Yeah, it's, it's just- like. It, I do they're think shooting that, themselves in the foot because mm-hmm. they are going with this ultra, ultra extreme yeah. policies and things that the majority of the country is not on board with. And the, and what it's doing is creating a the, the loudest um, person. The squeaky wheel gets the grease in the sense that these things that are happening, these tragedies are not the norm. The violence is not the norm, but it's happening with a frequency that we can actually start correlating cause and effect we can see that these <clears throat> the lacking of of control over our guns the lacking of, of putting more money and infra- infrastructure into mental health all these reasons are why we're becoming a society where we have to worry about our children in school now anybody anywhere has to worry <clears throat> yeah i worry about Honestly, you at the grocery store i fucking worry about that every day yeah i'm like telling you how to you know as a soldier i'm sitting there telling you how to duck and cover and shit i shouldn't have to Worry about you at work like that. I know. You know? Yeah. Anyways, let's change the subject here. Okay. Well, and I thought this would be a really good time to talk about, you know, uh, the stress that people are under. You know, um, this country is stressed out. Why? Because there's not a ton of good jobs. Uh, We have to cling to bad jobs just to make ends meet. A lot of people feel hopeless. They don't want to put in the time because why bother? You know, that's why I'm like, hey, if I... There are a handful of jobs I would do with my condition. I have fibromyalgia, chronic pain condition. But there's jobs that I would be willing to do. But I want to really do this thing that's special and unique and important. Even if I make less money, I want to do the important work, which is getting this country to understand, you know, to bring back the, the heart and soul that's lacking, that we used to feel back in the old days. We know we're all nostalgic. Well, I think we're nostalgic because there was a functionality. There was a, a Republicans, Democrats could agree to disagree without being disagreeable. There was um, better music. There was a kinder culture. And I think slowly but surely we're becoming kind of a society that's becoming heartless. And I think people are nostalgic because of that. And that, that could be right wingers or left wingers. We're just becoming we just want that traditional values to come back, but uh, it's like they're trying to do it through being angry. And you can't get more love out of hate. You have to give love through love. And so what would what can we do, you think, uh, to get back to good with our traditional values? 
Well, and it depends on what traditional values mean. Yes, I mean, that's absolutely. The thing. Like, I, trick question. Yeah. Good answer. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead. And the traditional values should be just being tolerant of people and letting people well, yeah. letting let people do what they want to let live and let live. I right. Mean, I mean, shit. Not you know? the traditional values of the woman listens to the man and is subservient and, no, women and, and uh, men are minorities equal. know their place. And- yeah, black people and white people are equal. We're all equal. And there's a long history of men being in charge and uh, whites being in charge and uh, women getting the backseat or getting less pay. And yeah, and now that we're finally, finally kind of approaching something akin to equality, um, it kind of reminds me of that equality versus equity. You want to remind people what that is? Yeah. Um, so to go back to the little the drawing that we had. Mm-hmm. So equality is everyone gets the same. Like if you're you're behind a fence, everyone gets the same size of uh, of milk crate thing to stand up on. Yeah. Which means the taller person will be even taller, and the shorter right. person will be not much taller. But equity is making sure that everyone can it's see proportionate it's to pro- your yeah. circumstance. So like everyone can yeah. see over the fence. That means the taller person gets the shortest milk crate. They get one crate. They get the one crate. Gets and two crates. I'm explaining it really. Badly, no, no, but- <laughs> you're fine. I'm just helping. <laughs> but yeah, so equality is everything exactly the same, and equity is making you have to adjust certain things to make for- sure people end up even. Yeah, exactly. And at the end of the day, I think there's a way where we can create equality in our culture um, that is um, uh, based on need, based on um, uh, compassion. You know, at the end of the day, you know, we think we're going to just starve poor people until they go away. I mean, that's what it feels like the Republican Party is trying to do. And at the end of the day, it's like, dude, I mean, I it's like my friend. He's conservative and he would get on people for being on um, food stamps and uh, unemployment. And then he fucking went on unemployment and he's like, well, it's different when it's me. Why? Because you're white. (laughs) Yeah. Like at the end of the day, they want, they want these um, social programs to be in place when they're down on their luck, but then they don't want it when others are on down on their luck. People that they don't deem worthy worthy or something, which is like, what does that mean? Yeah. Well, exactly. <laughs> yeah. And usually that's based in racism or classism or... Or g- gender yeah. inequality. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So getting back to the question, babe, uh, traditional values, you were like, well, it depends on how you define traditional values. And I have to agree. So what would you define as traditional values? To me, they would just be treating everyone equally not being prejudiced, not being mm-hmm. anything like that, just treating people with love and letting people do their own thing. Well, and what is it about the old timey ways? I mean, aside from the fact that perhaps black people and women didn't have equal rights, I don't know if that's what they mean by getting back to well, old. Yeah, days. and I think. Part but what of do you it, think they mean by well? I think values? they mean old traditional Christian values, right? Right, well, and that, not everyone's a Christian. Well, that wouldn't that would be fine if, but. They define Christianity and they change it based on their own yeah, biases. on how they want to define it. Exactly. Well, and that's the thing is Christians, I mean, if you really want to get honest, R- Republicans don't understand that Jesus Christ would not be a Republican, you guys. No. He was a brown socialist. Yeah, exactly. So it's <laughs> so just it? their idea yeah. of what they define Christianity well, as. Well, they use and, Christianity as an excuse to hate on gay people yeah. and trans people. Speak and, on that. And everyone. I mean, right. anyone that doesn't 
believe exactly how they believe. They use yeah. it as an excuse to hate on that or well, them, so. And I think, you know, unfortunately, the evangelical wing of the Republican Party is kind of destroying, because I think right now we're growing up in a society that's growing a little more and more liberal, socially liberal, and a little bit more um, atheist or agnostic. Yeah. And so as the Bible Belt dwindles, it's almost like these old-timey traditions uh, they're all trying to get angrier and louder to fight for their wayward philosophies of life. But at the end of the day, hey, you know, if your philosophy was right, it would probably flourish. So at the end yeah, of the day, I don't know what right. to tell you, bud, other than yeah. change your fucking thinking. I don't know. Mm-hmm. And that's just and not going to happen. I got nothing against Christianity or good values, but... No, but when you use it... You can do that without religion. Yeah, and when you use your Christianity to try to push things that you believe on everyone around you, that's not... Well, especially when they use it, it as works. a cudgel for hatred. Yeah, yeah. It's like, duh! Mm-hmm. The first rule of Christianity is to be behave yourself. Love thy neighbor. Love thy neighbor. <laughs> I don't know. It just doesn't seem all that hard. And no, yet, it doesn't. Marjorie, Marjorie Soylent Green and Bobert... They claim to be these Christians, and all they do all day, every day, is yell and scream and talk about their entitlements. Yeah. What is that? It's entitlement. It ain't Christianity. No, it's <laughs> it's white entitlement. Yeah. Posing it's, as Christianity yeah. and good values. And that's what I mean. They think they've got the fucking uh, a red uh, hotline to Jesus. Yeah. It's like, hey, if, if you're closer to God and Jesus than us, then uh, you should be the first to know that you're a hypocrite. Yeah, Jesus would hate everything that they stand for. Yeah. That's... Anyway, let's get off of that. Yeah. We got so much more to do. So much more positive stuff. Don't hang up on us yet. Don't give up on us. We're <laughs> we're just getting things off our chest. But uh, my point is, at the end of the day, I mean, is that good mental health requires something. Uh, if we're living in a society full of dipshits and angries and haters drinking their haterade and lunatics and fringe. Uh, points of view and radicals. Um, how do we find happiness uh, in a society, perhaps, that we're not getting um, our own needs met? I think you just have to kind of concentrate on the little things and find yeah. things that you can do that make you feel like you're making a difference. Find things that yeah. make you happy in your own life. Yeah. Try to, like we always say, like find your tribe. And yeah. And commiserate with them. and Yeah. And what would you say, like, uh, if, if somebody has a job they don't like, they're not getting respected, or they're not getting pay increases, or they're not, you know, they're stagnating, and they're bored, and they hate their fucking job, and they just, they, they don't got it in them to put another three or four, ten years into this shit. What would you tell those folks they can do? I mean, we're, we're running else. out of options. I, true. Yes. I mean, but in, in that what, is the option. And, and what should they look for? What would you tell people... Uh, they should look for, you know, I know it's based on their own personality, but that's exactly it. Yeah. So do you, do you feel like a person could have a happy life despite the fact that perhaps their job isn't their life or they don't get a lot of joy out of that? Can you still live a comfortable, happy life that way? Happy ish. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I'm kind of thinking of myself and I don't even have a terrible job. I just yeah. have one that I don't particularly not this, want not or love. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, and that's why you were talking about perhaps, you know, volunteering over there, <clears throat> doing uh, volunteer work for, for animals and shelters and stuff. Yeah. I just think you got a lot on your plate. I would hate to see you spend your little time off doing more charity, but you're a kind heart. And that's what I mean is 
a lot of people uh, talk the talk all day about being kind, and I don't brag about it, but you and I, we walk the walk of kindness. How? We take care of our outdoor animals. We take care of uh, each other. We take care of mom or, you know, we get angry. We get frustrated. We're not saints by any means. But when people get on me, it's like, fuck you. I've been putting in on kindness for my whole life. So when people start to think that they know you and that they can judge you and criticize you, um, you you just got to tune them out is because at the end of the day, you know better. We walk the walk of kindness every single day. And I just, I don't know. I just, I wish we could stop being a society of angry, misinformed, lunatic fringe people. And that kind of brings me to um, radical versus rebellious. I love a good rebel, you know, rebel scum, you know, I'm a rebellious person, but I'm not a radical Speak on that. What is the difference between being rebellious uh, and being a radical? And, and well, how radicals are usually just so far into one thing or another that mm. it just becomes like an obsession. Or, yeah. and it, you know, depending on what it is, it can be not a terrible thing. Yeah. But it's just being the extreme of, of, being on an issue or a, something that you're passionate about. And- yeah, because I think a little bit of rebellious teaches you to um, to have strength beyond strength, to stick up for yourself, to not cower at your boss's feet, to stand up for yourself, to have self-respect and integrity, but also to be respectful of others when necessary. And I think radicals, they don't get anything done. They're just the squeaky wheels. They're the ones that are out there yelling and screaming the most, but they're not being activists they're not getting anything done they're just yelling and screaming and causing more problems in our society so i just that's why i don't want people to get radicalized i want people to be you know just have an understanding of knowing your rights knowing how we can shift our culture to be more caring and kind and thoughtful and sensible uh but without uh, hopefully um you know cr- creating zealots you know because zealots mm-hmm. They do a lot of yelling and screaming, but they get nothing done. Yeah. You know? Most of the time, yes. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to just start going down the list now, because this list is all kind of here. Okay. Um, so we talked about it a little bit, but scared of their own shadows. We're creating a right-wing culture that are scared of everything. And yeah. yet they claim to be the most brave. I, I think they're scared of their own fucking shadow. And it's becoming yeah. a politics of love versus hate. Uh, just summarize what, what we can do to hopefully... Um, you know, get people to understand the, the 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 soulless radicalism in that movement of political hate. Like I said, I think the biggest way to do it is just getting that stuff off the air because a lot of people that are so into that they that's their that's but freedom all, that's babe, all they but have freedom. Yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah, but when you have an organization that is doing it on purpose and yeah. they know they're doing it, they talk about doing it amongst themselves. Well, I just think if we created a, a rule where if you call yourself news, you should there should be a certain amount of fact checking. Yeah, and I, when they can lie without reproach, um, I'm all about freedom. Uh, as a podcaster, I rely on freedom because every once in a while, as a podcaster, I'll get a fact wrong. You know, so oops, I meant to say this when I said this, and I, then I correct myself. But at the end of the day, I mean, they lie so routinely, they don't give a shit. They don't. There's no such thing as retractions over there. Well, and that's the thing that's they 
because so many people that are stuck in that bubble, like it's a lot of people that don't ever leave the house. They don't, they're not exposed to the real world. They're not exposed to other points of view. So they, that's all they know. And they're relying on people's misfortune and uh, intolerance and anger. And they're fueling a culture of, like you said, homebodies that really aren't getting involved. I think if any buddy got involved more in their community with people, real life people, they wouldn't act so crazy because all these people that are crazy at the grocery store that act up, yes, they're usually right-leaning. Very rarely are they liberal. And and also, they yell and scream at everybody, but what's the common denominator of them all? They're all homebodies. They all stay home. Now, hey, I stay home a lot too because I work from home, But but if you're not injected with reality by being around real people, you have this tendency to see everything in black and white. What can we do to hopefully convince these fools to, you know, check themselves because it's getting out of hand? Until that shit's taken off the air, it's not going to happen. You're not going to convince them to change the channel or listen to something else. Are you literally talking about completely getting rid of Fox News? Yeah. But but freedom, you know what I mean? Well, then... Stop labeling yourself news. Yeah, I just think we need to hold them accountable. I don't necessarily want them to go away entirely. Well, I do, but but if we can't do that, I would just rather them become less radicalized and start getting more in touch with reality and quit but being not the red to. meat station of because that red meat being the red meat station mm-hmm. brings them their revenue. Right, right. They're not going to change. Well, do you think this Dominion lawsuit and all the ramifications, all the other lawsuits coming down the pike, too, will change their behavior? Or like Republicans, will they just double and triple down? I don't think it's going to change it at all. Yeah. Because they have enough money that it's, I mean, it's going to hurt them a little bit, but not enough to change, I don't think. Well, and we're talking about the politics of love versus hate. Now, that's to assume that right wing is entirely hateful and uh democrats are entirely loving that's obviously not true always um but because you see a lot of the woke people that want to cancel everything and that's not exactly loving either and so what can we do to hopefully interject a little bit of peace and love and harmony and letting people be different into our body politic in a way that's not totalitarian you know well i think a ton needs to change in our government how things are are run like I don't think just anyone should be allowed to run for office. Like fucking mm. Bobert didn't even graduate high school. She doesn't right. know a damn thing about government yeah. or how it works. Minimum or, standards would be nice. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, have you have minimum that, qualifications for every other job. Why yeah. not the most important ones yeah. that are making laws that affect everyone? So, yeah, yeah that, that makes sense. I mean, sense. that would be a good start. Yeah. You know, have people that want to be in government actually understand how it works. Well, yeah. What about a minimum test? I mean, I always said that voters should have a minimum qualifying test. I think it should be a point system. If you know a lot about politics and you take a little test, you get three points. If you kind of did a little bit worse, you get two points. And if you don't know jack shit, you get one point. And then we've tallied those votes based on people knowing the most about politics would have the largest vote. You'd still get a vote. You just get a little more vote, a little more incentive because you actually pay attention. Yeah. In other words, we reward good behavior and we thwart bad behavior. Isn't that kind of what our culture is anyway? Yeah. And I don't think that'll ever happen as far as people voting. But as far as people that want to be in government, that's not too much to ask. Well, I do think we we need to have term limits. Yes. And we and and 
I got nothing against older folks. I mean, no, that's the thing. It's like, be... look at Bernie Sanders. He's an old fart. Well, yeah. and he's and really that's progressive. Thing. That's so... why there should be like but testing this... of some type. Because, yeah, like if mm. you have a, I didn't realize that Diane Feinstein was dealing with that kind of stuff. Dementia, but if she yeah. can't mm. pass a cognitive test, then you shouldn't be in that kind of power. Like Bernie Sanders would be able to. Yeah. People age differently. So it's not a necessarily it's not about an age, age. It's because about there can health. be there can be forty year olds that start dementia. I mean, right. so it's just it's, it's it, not about ageism. No. It's Mm-mm. about your actual yeah. mental faculties. Yeah, absolutely. And if you can pass a mental faculties test, you know, it's like Trump was so proud that he could say woman man TV and shit. It's like, ooh. Yeah, right. I you know. Know, well, and that's what I mean. I've heard him slur his words. I don't think he's all there. And yeah. he talks like like he's in some kind of fucking fantasy fever dream. And we all just sit yeah. here and listen to him. Mm-hmm. I'm like, good grief. Can you imagine if Reagan did that shit? We would have been like, put that motherfucker in a ru- rubber room. Good grief. I mean, but we all just let it happen because he's rich and powerful and he was our president. Yes. And 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 there's it's almost like, well, he, he should get away with everything because he was a president and presidents should be revered. Well, I agree with that to a point, but at the end of the day, he got in as an anomaly. That's why he didn't get elected a second term, because the American people saw what the fuck he was all about and how bad of a president he was, and we fucking fired him. Mm -hmm. I mean, you know, at the end of the day, you know, I want there to be fairness on both sides. I want there to be freedom. I want there to be a healthy debate so we can come to best practices. That's what healthy debate is all about. That's what debate has always been about. And that's what our legislative body's always been about. But at the end of the day, we're getting to the point where instead of having healthy debate, we have one party that wants to help progress and democracy in the middle class. And we got another party that wants to accept bribes from the NRA and the big pharma and the big oil and then pretend only that they're that they care about regular people. And I just mm-hmm. God, I wish we could just get conservatives to realize that they don't like you. They're not like you and they're not helping regular working people. And yet, and so what happens is a lot of conservatives, they just want a better life and a better world, but they're just so confused politically that they think it's all the Democrats and the liberals causing all their problems because that's what Fox News tells them. And so in a way I feel sorry for them because at the, they're, because they're, they're, they're they're people without a home. They're, they're politically lost and confused and, and, and they would probably benefit from more liberal policies, but they just don't know it. Mm-hmm. And so at the end of the day, these people, I feel almost bad for them because they're being cajoled. They're being fooled into, into all these uh, belief systems that are supposed to somehow help them when really all they're helping is the rich. So what do we do to unconfuse these poor souls that are becoming almost too hateful to tolerate? So you don't feel sorry for them, but you do because... I think they just need a voice of reason. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and again, they're not going to get that as long as these stations are allowed to just keep spewing lies upon lies. Well, I do so feel I don't like know what we the have to have is. some basic minimum standard yeah. of accountability when it comes to fact checking. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. So yeah. I don't. I don't know how that could even be fixed. I, just, I, I, I honestly don't know. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, let's go down the list here. Any final words about political love versus political hate, the hate politics versus the love politics? I know not all liberals are filled with love and kindness, but don't you think we would get a lot further with honey than vinegar? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah I do. Any final thoughts on that, hun? 
Not really. Okay. It's just all jacked up and needs a complete overhaul. It is. <laughs> I know. Right? Yeah. I know. When you can't fix shit, ignore it. <laughs> uh, I got here, making plans versus making excuses. Now, most people, all people need self-care. They need compassion. They need love. They need time off. They need to rest. They need to recuperate. They need to find their balance, their center, and that takes time. Sometimes you just got to take a day off for yourself. You know, like right now with my mom, she's exhausted going through this chemo. And we were like, mom, you're not peeing when you get there. And it's holding, it's holding up the whole show. And then we told Idris, our good friend, and she got like, well, fuck them motherfuckers. Your mom's doing the best she can and blah, blah. You know, and so my point is, is that, you know, Idris is going through, um, her husband had a mental health crisis. He's in the hospital right now. Uh, because he might have early signs of dementia. And uh, my mom's dealing with cancer. And so everybody's, you know, at a fever pitch of anger and frustration right now, dealing with their own problems. And yeah, so I get it. I get that we're all mad. But how do we uh, perhaps um, create a better culture and society uh, instead of just perpetuating the problem of anger and frustration? I'm not sure. Because we're all just exhausted, too. Right. It's, so it's... Right. It's and so when I say things like making plans versus making excuses, this is long-term stuff. I'm not saying you have to, you know, you know, start working out for six hours a day every day. And you have to start, you know, because that's what our culture wants us to do. Our culture wants us to look better and do more and exercise more and do this and do that and do all these things. They don't care about what you're doing. They only care to be in charge. They, they mm-hmm. want to influence. They, they, it give, they, some people just get a big fucking hard on about influencing others. I don't, I just want to help people where I can. And uh, we need more lovers and healers in this world. Right. And that's where I'm coming from. That's where we're coming from. Yeah. Um, but this whole making plans versus making excuses, the, my state of mind with that was that, you know, people, you know, we're, we're telling them all day, every day that they've got to self-care, that they got to take care of themselves first. And that's true. But sometimes people turn self-care into a daily affirmation that it's okay to do nothing always. And so they're not getting ahead. And so at the end of the day, I just want people to start making plans on getting better rather than always making excuses. What, yeah. how do we do that? Well, it's hard. It is. Because, and I'm the queen of making excuses. So I don't have a <laughs> yeah. lot of tips for that because I'm yeah. bad at it. <laughs> well, and that's why I brought it up because I think we're all bad at it sometimes. I go through my little pity parties and, you know, my shoulder gets jacked up and I'm like, fuck. And then I take time off and, uh, you know, how do you stay active when, you're, when your wing is broken, so to speak, you know? But yeah. I, you know, I, I managed it. And now I'm doing better and, I'm working out again, but I, I think incremental progress is where it's at. I, I always say you're either slowly going downhill or you're slowly going uphill. And it doesn't have to be these giant peaks and valleys that if so long as you're slowly getting better, it's all good. Yeah. It's all good. Yeah. You know, if people had patience with themselves um, and just start making the right plans. It's like I said, people lack self-awareness. I don't think people really realize where they're at. Really? Like, where am I financially? Where am I physically? Where is my health? And what, what do I need to do to assess myself properly so that I can get to good? Cause it's not about like these influencers that want everybody to be perfect and everybody be buff and everybody be, 
I just want people to be happy. And I, mm-hmm. I just know that when people aren't healthy, you know, it's like my mom. I don't want her to become a bodybuilder. I just want her during this cancer treatment to learn that sedentary lifestyle is the silent killer. And that if she just did a little bit of cardio, a little bit of strength training, she could, um, you know, just feel better. It's all about feeling better and living longer. That's all it's about. And I think, you know, it's like the American Heart Association. You know, if we just walked 8,000 steps per day, everybody would live exponentially longer. That's what I want for people. And it might help those sedentary folks who are angry, yelling at you in the grocery store. If those motherfuckers worked out, maybe they wouldn't be so crazy. Mm -hmm. In other words, sedentary lifestyle is this killer. And then everybody takes out their problems on one another. Yeah, I agree. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. So how do we encourage folks uh, in a way that doesn't have to be mean or tough love? You know. Well, I think it helps to let people know that you don't have to get out and just do everything all at once. Like, you don't have to all of a sudden go start working out an hour every day. Like, it's yeah. just getting up and walking to the mailbox or mm-hmm. taking a walk around the block or any little thing. Well, if you're not used to working out, up. yeah, if you're not used to working out at all, you got to start at a place mm-hmm. of being easy on yourself. And I Just think people get, get discouraged because right. they feel like they have to be all out. Yeah. And, you can't go all out. Like I worked out the other day and uh, I'm sore, you know, my quads are feeling it. Um, if I didn't feel good enough to work out, I would just take another couple of days off and then do one more, but I feel good and I'm ready to work out again. So let's do it. You know, so I'm all about slow, steady progress. Don't think you have to lose 20 pounds in a week. Don't think that you have to become yeah. Schwarzenegger in six months. You know, as so long as you're inclining over time, you're doing great. Yeah, exactly. And people got to let each other off the hook and they got to mm-hmm. let themselves off the hook I just don't want to see people getting worse. I don't want people's yeah. mental health to collapse because they can't get their minds right or they can't get their fitness right. And I think nine-tenths of people's mental health problems are twofold. They're not working out or running or exercising enough, and they're not uh, enjoying their life because they can't find humor and joy. Mm-hmm. Those are the big ones. Yeah, definitely. And so that's why I encourage people to work out. Not for me, for you. I want you to break a sweat and go, wow, that's what it feels like to have a runner's high. Oh, and it's addicting once you find it. And, and then you try to attain that. I want that for everyone. I will never find a runner's high. <laughs> <laughs> you don't think? No. <laughs> Maybe we'll get you a maxi climber high. <laughs> oh, geez. Uh, next up here on the list I have, we all come from nowhere and nothing until we choose to be something or someone doesn't have to be much, just a belief that you're valid. You know, it kind of reminds me of Star Wars, like Rey. Rey came from nothing. She came from nowhere, but she, you know, then, of course, you know, Ryan, the director, fucked that all up and said, nope, she mm-hmm. did come. She came from us. She came from the Emperor. It's like, oh, God. The whole point yeah. of that was to say that you can be you anything can you want to be, yeah. regardless of your mm-hmm. trailer park roots. Yeah, Speak exactly. on that the movie or just in general no in general <laughs> <laughs> or if you want to do the movie that's cool yeah too. i I'm mean a, I'm a big yeah nerd. people place too much importance on your circumstance in life and where you came from and letting that define you yeah you know for how, the rest of your life you know how tyranny happens it's a it's a combination of things it's it's intimidation 
And it's um, tyrannical bullying until people forget that they have rights. And then pretty soon after a while, you start thinking that you're not valid, that, you know, the gaslighting, that you must be yeah. wrong, mm-hmm. your thinking is wrong. And then you, you get gaslit into thinking that you don't have rights or you don't have validity. And that's what bullies and uh, narcissists do is they bully yeah. and gaslight until you're wrong and shut up. Mm-hmm. And then you lose all hope. You lose your rights. You lose your understanding of joy and the power yeah. that you have within yourself. Yeah, absolutely. How do we get those folks to realize, like, who might have come from a narcissistic abuse situation? How do we get those folks up and out of that that rut? Because um, it's hard. I think if yeah, if you if you're around people like that, just do little things. I mean, just let them know that they're important. Give them compliments. Tell them they're doing great at something. Just little things like that can make such a huge difference. And what would be your best advice for people who just? You know, don't have a lot of self-esteem. How do we get those folks to realize that, hey, guess what? We're all ugly. We all got problems. We all poop. <laughs> How do we get those folks to understand that they're just as valid as everybody else? I think they just have to hear it enough until it really sinks in and yeah. they can actually believe it. But I don't know. It's hard. Well, and I think, you know, we have an unfair disadvantage or unfair advantage when it comes to good mental health because this show uh, helps us talk about our problems and our feelings so much. And it's allowed us to grow. It's allowed us to find, um, filter out all the bad stuff, you know, whether that's energetically or mentally or emotionally. Um, It's allowed us to talk, you know. I don't think people realize how much a little bit of opening up and communicating can help you just get shit off your chest. Yeah. And as much help. as I'm doing this show for others and I, I don't intend to do it for us, but there is an unintended um, effect, positive effect that we feel better after we do a show. Why? Yeah. Because it gets things off your chest and it, it helps you identify problems and it helps you find, I don't know, a sense of order in the chaos, you know? Mm-hmm. Oh, definitely. And I think yeah. a lot of people just uh, are discouraged from communicating or discouraged from uh, having good mental health. A lot of people uh, don't have a really good narrator inside their head. And so uh, the chaos in their brain just takes over and uh, they they don't have a stable storyteller inside their mind. The narrator saying, calm down. It'll be fine. You know, I've just always had a really strong sense of self. My inner narrator has a fuck you attitude and uh, it served me well. (laughs) (laughs) You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. So at the end of the day, um, you know, some people will say, well, you can get anywhere in life just as long as you work hard enough. And I think that's true in in effect. But um, obviously, if you have no singing ability, you probably aren't going to be the next uh, Daughtry. Um, What's your best advice for people who have this inner spark um, but they just don't know how to catch it and make it catch fire and grow into something bigger and better. And in other words, they've got the inner spark, the passion, but maybe they're not as talented as they think they are. <laughs> how do we get these folks um, to achieve what they want to achieve? You know, like me, I, I, I was a singer, but I wasn't good enough to go, you know, be Stone Temple Pilots or anything. So I, you know, I'm a voice actor now and I do voice, but I'm not, I'm just not a singer. In other words... Mm-hmm. You know, I shoot for the moon, and when that's when I don't quite come up where I want, well, at least I got, you know, I shot through the moon, and I got into a 
old oak tree. And hey, it wasn't the moon, but hey, it's higher up than I was before. Oh yeah, it's something. There's something. there's always yeah little things that I mean. There's always what am I trying to say? What are it's you good, trying to say? I don't know. It's a good question. <laughs> um, but like when I was dancing, like I came to the realization that I wasn't good enough to be professional, but yeah. I was good enough to be in my college dance companies and shows and things. Well, and I think we, I think we all could come to that point in life. I mean, my friend Craig was an excellent drummer. But he just came to a realization that I'm not getting any better, and uh, there's better drummers out there, and this is I've maximized my abilities, and uh, guess what? I'm not ready for prime time, and I hung it up. And there's mm-hmm. no shame in that. I told him, dude, you're really good. He's like, yeah, but not compared to some of these drummers. I'm like, yeah. And, and you know, if you don't aren't at a point where you want to just hang it up, like find other people in your community that. You know, find a community band or find other people you can play music with. Or... Yeah, well, like, I mean, I was in the Army. I learned to be a good runner. I got really into fitness. There was a time where I was super muscular. I was thinking about going pro, you know, and I never did. And now that I'm older, you know, I get shoulder injuries and lower back shit. And so I'm like, well, I think the strongman competition is out for me. And I could let that bum me out, but instead, you know, lately I've been thinking about my fitness in a whole different way. Like, Brian, you keep getting injured. You're trying to keep up with your 25-year-old self. And so I've yeah. learned to train as a 49-year-old. Mm-hmm. And so You're just things to fit your abilities. Well, your... you know what this strongman, getting into strongman has done for me? It's helped me reassess my body. I, I used to think that I had to have rippling abs and I had to have you know, the biggest shoulders and the biggest arms and all this. And now I'm just at a point where I'm like, it's kind of like that brand, you know, semi-fat, semi-fit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I It helped me deal with my own body dysmorphia by seeing big, yeah. chubby guys happy doing mm-hmm. their stuff. Right, yeah. You know exactly. what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I don't know. I think whatever your thing is, you guys out there, is that if there's something that you do, but you're not just not good enough to for prime time, that's all right. At the end of the day, I think we all have to get over our own body dysmorphia. We all have to get over our limitations and uh, just realize that it doesn't mean you're not special. It doesn't mean you're not unique. You're still unique in your own way. But how can you take that talent perhaps to a different level? Like me, I was a singer. I was in choir. I didn't make it as a famous uh, singer. But hey, here I am doing podcasting. Doing voice work, you know, mm-hmm. doing yeah, exactly. impersonations. <laughs> yeah. 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 Okay. Next on the list, babe, I've got here woke version two. Uh, our culture, the stirring up of people, the outrage culture. And then there's real outrage versus fake outrage. Speak on the difference between outrage for good reason and outrage for not good reasons. I have a very good example with the whole gun thing. Yeah. The outrage on one side is that people keep dying dis- disproportionately children right. keep dying because of gun violence. Right. And the outrage on that side is, oh, we you, you want to take away my right to have an automatic weapon. They don't even compare. Yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah. One is outrage over people dying well, and one is outrage over not being able to have a toy. Well, I was an ammunition specialist in the army. I dealt with weapons that you wouldn't believe you guys You think you shot guns? I've shot bigger. I shot the biggest goddamn military-grade weapons you've ever seen. But I know that AR-15s are not meant to be out in the streets being shot by civilians. They are not trained 
for this. And and it, unfortunately, the the problem is twofold. It partly, it's not that people couldn't become good at firing an AR-15. AR it's just that they always end up in the hands with of the radicals, the lunatics, the crazed fringe few who decide that they're going to go shoot up a fucking public place. And so if we can't get rid of the mental health issues, then we have to at least find common sense gun solutions that that work. And I do believe that at the end of the day, I'm coming from a place of I've shot all kinds of weapons, machine guns and everything. But at the end of the day, we don't need machine guns in our streets. I mean, Uzis and AR-15s, there's no sport in that. You know, mm -hmm. they say they're sporting weapons. No, they're not. No, These are weapons of murder. These yeah. are weapons of war. And they don't need to be in our streets. And so I just think, I, I do believe that the Second Amendment purists are just too fanatical and too outraged by the fact that we want to find some common middle ground. At the end mm -hmm. of the day, we don't need automatic weapons out there. No, we really don't. You know? And their whole thing, well, if you take them away from the law-abiding citizens and criminals are still going to get them, well, to some extent, but... Maybe a little bit. Maybe a little bit. And the more you get off the streets, the more will show up. And Well, the fewer just, guns, the fewer it's murders. It's the whole, like, well, <laughs> the criminals are still going to do it, so why even try? Right, right. And we I know that, we've said this before, like, why argument. make laws? Why make anything illegal? Why because do anything at all? criminals are just going to do it anyway. So if, if it's all in vain, then why do anything at all? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, why make a law against shoplifting if people are going to do it anyway? Right. Okay. Yeah. That's a silly argument. It's so yeah, stupid. It is. And, and, and coming from a place of, as a veteran who respects weapons and has shot them his whole life... I just don't feel the need to fetishize guns. It's no. a gun fetish culture. Mm -hmm. yeah. And I think we would all be better off, you know, still pistols, legal, shotguns and rifles, legal for sport. Um, but automatic weapons, um, there's not a whole lot of use for them. You wouldn't shoot a fucking deer with a fucking AR-15. You know why? Because you would be eating deer like, like watermelon. You'd be spitting out bullets like seeds. Yeah. You can't... It would destroy the meat. In other words, there yeah. is no there's no practical practical application for, for yeah. AR-15s in our culture, right? Mm -hmm. um, yeah, and you know, but those Second Amendment purists, man, they just you know, like I said, don't tell people you're going to take their guns away. They flip out. I know. Even though the Second Amendment was written when it took five minutes to reload one shot and a gun, <laughs> yeah, the musket people wrote yeah. that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Mm -hmm. I know. Yeah, just common sense stuff. You yeah. Know? But I wanted to talk about, you know, uh, yes, there is a real outrage in our society. But why? Why? If these people are so serious, that's the problem I have with right-wingers. If you're so fucking functional, if you're such a hard worker, if you're so macho and manly, then why on earth are, is your brain being hijacked by the dumbest arguments ever? In other words, if you're really the serious badass thinker that you are, then why don't they get real about shit? It always feels like they're always just outraged by the dumbest arguments ever, and they don't make sense. They're easily debunked, and yet these people claim to be better than us, smarter than us, more practical than us, but at the end of the day, they're a bunch of lunatics. Mm -hmm. I just, I want our right-wing friends, quote-unquote, to just calm the fuck down and get sensible about our problems in our society. And I just think, yeah, it's just not healthy 
to continually every day talk about how Democrats are doing this and Democrats are doing that. And then, see, what happens is, is that, you know, Fox News and all these Newsmax and everything, they talk all day about how Democrats are destroying our freedoms and Democrats are destroying democracy, blah, 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 right? And then Democrats say, well, Republicans are actually doing these things because they actually are getting in infringing on our rights. And then we get this hashtag both sides thing. Mm-hmm. Both sidesism, where they say, yeah. "Well, it happens on both sides." Yeah, but it's not equal, not proportionately. Yeah, yeah. speak on that. Yeah. You just said it. Yeah, I and mean, it's like exactly it. Like mm. the both sidesism, where maybe one incident will happen on one side and it's eight hundred on the other side, but mm-hmm. that one, that one time, it happened. Well, it's like the difference between throwing a bullet and shooting a bullet. At the end of the day, mm-hmm. uh, I-, I want there to be fairness in our body politic. I want there to be healthy debate, but we're talking about unserious people in serious times. And they just keep using horrible arguments, and yet they think their arguments are so watertight and they're so fallible. Mm-hmm. How do we get these people to realize that they've gone from Hank Hill to Dale Gribble? They're just I so unserious about yeah. real solutions. I, some people I don't think you ever will reach, and I don't know how to reach the majority of them. Yeah. I really don't. Well, you know, my hope is is that hopefully this Dominion thing with Fox News, I hope that uh, Trump and DeSantis lose bigly. I hope that uh, conservatism just becomes what it used to be. They wanted to, you know, uh, smaller, limited government. They want more freedom, blah, 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 blah. And yet they say they want more freedom, and yet they are always attacking people's personal freedoms and liberties. So they're so hypocritical now. And so I just want the party to be what it used to be. Say what you mean, mean what you say, and um, help middle class people again and quit taking bribes from all these wealthy institutions and then claiming you're the beer and blue jean party. It's just, it's getting out of hand. Yeah, it is. Yeah. And this kind of uh, ties in. Uh, I'm shocked where our political maturity is lately. Imagine the infrastructure and things we could get done if half the country wasn't shitting on the chessboard. In other words, we need a two-party system. We need people to agree with each other to vote. But it's become this, well, since Democrats are going to get the win for this, we're not going to vote for it, even though it would help their constituents. Yeah, well, we need people that are serious And they make about- all these excuses not to vote for something instead of actually doing something to help the country. Yeah. I mean, we need people that are serious about being there and not just mm-hmm. being there for the attention that they yeah. can get for themselves. Right. I, I think that's kind of the problem. We were talking about celebrity culture is that they're all trying to become celebrities rather than become, you know, serious people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, depression isn't a choice, but fighting it is. Now, everybody gets depressed and frustrated sometimes. We all get down. We all have to take time off. Um, but sometimes we get a little too comfortable with that and we stay there mm-hmm. forever. It's easy more. to do. Yeah. Yeah. So how how do we do that? How do we fight it if our brain is not fighting it? <laughs> it's our brain, our our neurochemistry. We can't help that always. So how do we how do we fight that which is us? It's our brain. How do we fight depression and stay um, fighting the good fight? Well, it's really difficult to drag yourself out of that. You just have to be conscious of where you are and make a conscious effort to try to get yourself out of it. 
Yeah. I mean, just yeah. watch a funny show or listen to a funny podcast or well, just I, do little things. To I always say where the mind goes, the body follows. But sometimes where the body goes, the mind follows. Yeah. And so that's yeah. why I'm like, if you're down, like anytime, like never make big decisions when you're depressed or angry. But also more than that is that if you're down and you can't take it anymore, go for a walk or a run. Do something physical. Before you know it, you're going to start getting endorphins and you're going to feel better. Maybe not perfect, but better than you were. Mm-hmm. Now you've at least talked yourself off the ledge yeah. for crying out loud. Yeah. You know? So I don't know. There's no perfect solution. There's no perfect key. But at the end of the day, I think people need to let themselves off the hook, distance yourself th- from things that are bumming you out. And, and yeah, I, I agree. Watch something funny. Humor, man. Mm-hmm. It, it is fucking infectious if you just learn. Yeah. To, to love yourself and love humor. That's why I'm a comedian. That's why even if I wasn't doing comedy, I always call myself a comedian. Because at the end of the day, I love making people laugh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know? Nostalgia. TV shows, movies, and our interests, our interests are fun. But real life growth is funner. How to find a way up and out of menial living. Hint, it takes passion, bravery, and big thinking. Now... That could be a whole episode, but but all I mean to say is that we all love TV, we all love books. Hey, there's nothing wrong with that. But if you hinge your all your happiness on just a television show, but your life's in the shitter, or you, you hinge a, lo- a big portion of your life into video games and stuff, but you turn off the video game and then you have to go back to a life that you can't stand. My only point is is that yes, escapism is good. Escapism is fun. But um, we, so is growing a real life. So how do we mm-hmm. do that? How do we find that balance between our made-up fantasy fun and our real-life fun? Yeah, like it is balance. Right. You just kind of have to realize when you're getting too far into something and try to shake yourself out of it and, yeah. and make real changes or real strides. Well, and it takes a little something. Because if you're in yeah. a job you don't like, then you're going to have mm-hmm. to assess that. If you're in out of shape and you want to be happier and you think your fitness levels are bumming you out or making you feel physically down or depressed, then you have to, you know, get real about that and say, okay, I got, I seek, I got to lose 20 pounds. I got to lose 10 pounds. You know, at the end of the day, being self aware is hard, especially in a society where, you know, we have to take so much time to self care these days because we are a fragile people. Things are going mm-hmm. nutty. And so how do we have the, strength and self-awareness to um, right the ship when our brain is sort of betraying us, you know, at the end of the day, I think we just, yeah, I I think it's fun to get into. I love Star Trek. I love superhero shit. I don't care what uh, Bill Maher says. I love superhero shit and he can fuck off. Mm -hmm. (laughs) In fact, he can fuck up with a lot of things. That guy has become so weird because I used to love Bill Maher and now he's become Mr. I'm sequestered from real life, and now I think I have everything figured out. It's like, I give him full credit for being a working uh, comedian. He's a great comedian. Um, But this, you know, we're just pampering these celebrities, and then they they sequester themselves, and they don't hang out with real people. And then before too long, they're just getting weird. They're just so indifferent to real people's lives and the struggle that they're almost becoming a part of the problem rather than Mm -hmm. the solution, you know, because they're trying to tell everybody to suck it up. It's like, you don't know our problems, dude. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Yeah. But 
I don't know. I, I just think, you know, it's all, like you said, it's about balance. I love video games. I love movies. I love Star Trek and Star Wars. I get into it every single day. Um, but I just make sure that I'm not watching TV all day. The TV doesn't come on until evening. And I go to bed at a decent hour, and I've just learned to balance that. But mm-hmm. I think the trick is to kill two birds with one stone. Like me, like if you know you don't have time to work out and do all your other stuff, well, learn to work out during your TV sessions. A lot of fitness people, they won't tell you, but they're working out between commercial breaks <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. or working out watching a movie that they've already seen or working out on a show that's not that important, like Big Bang Theory. You don't need to see every second of it so at the end of the day if you yeah. can kill two birds with one stone hey i think that's a really good thing yeah yeah i think the this is a good one this is called uh this is what's going on in the world and i've just always thought how the world is weird and not in a keep portland weird good way <laughs> but it says here the inherent weirdness of life good weird versus bad weird fighting for progress and change now at the end of the day, um, there is a good weird and a bad weird. And I think, I always tell you, let your freak flag fly in a good weird kind of way. But when it comes to bad weird, we're getting used to how dysfunctional and how uh, aggressively um, ignorant and hateful and scornful our society is becoming. Mm-hmm. And so we have to call out those haters and say, no, you do not get to intimidate us. But then the problem is it's systemic. Sometimes police officers... Or Trump supporters, and sometimes you know, uh, your religion uh, preaches hate. So at the end of the day, um, not every preacher, not every teacher uh, has their um, you know marbles all in a row, and they're a little bit you know a, a bag full of cats, and so they're learning uh, influences from people who probably shouldn't have that much power to influence. But at the end of the day, I think um, I think life is getting weird um, because it is weird. I mean, you yeah. know. Uh, I just want corporations to pay their fair share. I don't want them to fuck up our planet. I just want them to pay well. And I want them to think about the sustainability of our planet. And I want them to uh, treat people with dignity and respect. And when they don't, I want them to fucking pay. Not necessarily Mm -hmm. monetarily, but, you know, that's what the power of protest is. When we, you know, like... If there's a gas is rising up to five, six dollars a gallon, if we all just stopped going to the gas station on Tuesday, we can force compliance. We can force, you know, with the power of people together, working together for a common goal. And yet, oh, I just remember people going to the pump on Tuesday just to be they thought I know, it was just hilarious. to be contrary. And just to I be know contrarian. it's you fucking yeah. moron. Don't you understand this affects you too? I know. You can afford $6 a gallon? <laughs> so, right. it, you know. And part part of that is because, again, their news sources, their entertainment sources are telling them to do things like that. Yeah. And to be contrary to anything that, that's, well, that reeks of liberalism. Or, and what do you think that is? Let's, hmm, let's think about it. Why would Fox News want you to think that we have to coddle and protect the wealthy? Hmm. Let's think about that. Right. Hmm, I know. I don't know. <laughs> it's so hard to figure out. Oh, yeah. Definitely. <laughs> That's what I mean is that you can't trust Fox Business and Fox News. Fuck. 
They're a part of the fucking problem. They are the wealthy. They are the ones that want us to. Well, and that's the thing, though. I think they convince these poor people that someday that that's going to be them. So they better start protecting the rich now, because someday oh, that's going to be them, and Jesus they're going to want those Some of these people are eighty and... years old. And they haven't got rich yet. Oh, I know, but I think that's <laughs> part of it. I well, and even if I was rich, I'm not going to start defending the rich. Yeah, I I'm going to be one of those rich liberals saying. Let me pay my Please fair share pay of taxes. My fair share. Yeah, right? Tax, I'm going to give you more than my fair share because that's only fair. Yeah. 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 You know, you know, I don't know. It's just like at the end of the day, if we could just get common sense to be common again, I think, you know, because I don't think all conservatives have a bad or bad people. I don't think they're evil necessarily, but they're certainly fucking stupid and they're certainly fucking wayward. And I just. When you're in an information silo where no new information's getting in, at the end of the day, I mean, they get tricked. They get hornswoggled. I just, you know, mm-hmm. and, and it happens to liberals, too. I'm not trying to be unfair. I know this is yeah. kind of turning into a fuck conservative, but That's I don't right. mean it that way. I just mean to say that when you're in an information silo and you can't get air to breathe, you just put your head in the sand like an ostrich. At the end of the day, you start believing all these rich, wealthy agendas and all these shitty shitty arguments like at the end of the day we want we want good pay for all people not just liberals for crying out loud mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, no. but how do we keep a sense of humor in a weird society it's getting so weird so wayward so weird um at the end of the day how do you laugh about that because i do i just learned to laugh about it i've just oh, learned yeah. to have a thicker skin when it's things that aren't directly hurting someone i mean you're not going to laugh about things like that but you just no. have to realize how how ridiculous people are and how stupid a lot of it is. And you have to, you have to have a sense of humor and laugh about things. So you you are able to continue. Yeah, exactly. exactly. And that's what I mean is that there's a good kind of weird. We try to celebrate that with the paranormal and horror movies and our sci-fi nerdery and all that. Hey, we are weird. You know, you're the pink haired liberal and I'm, uh, I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) With you. <laughs> I look pretty normal. I don't even know what to say. Sometimes I paint my nails black. Right. Exactly. <laughs> but, um, yeah, just, I don't know. Just, God, you guys, learn, please, society, just to be nice. Mm-hmm. Behave. Good grief. Um, strong personality doesn't mean I'm overbearing. It means I know myself and I understand what life's all about. No offense. At the yeah. end of the day, anytime someone comes off, especially a white male, because we're all so tired of the alpha male influencers and the Tucker Carlson's that a white dude says anything with any sort of, um, you know, uh, 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 you know, I don't know, fervor. <laughs> it's like, shut up, whitey. Mm-hmm. Know your place. Like, no, I'm not trying to be overbearing. I'm no, just trying to just... have fun being me. Yeah. And you need to consider the source and yeah. Yeah. Right. Not make generalized assumptions about everything and everything. Yeah, exactly. But, you know, I've got a strong personality. I'm 49 years old. I've learned a thing or two. Um, It's no offense to you. You know, I don't know everything. I'm still learning, growing every single Mm -hmm. day, you know. But at the end of the day, I just stopped apologizing for being myself. You ever been around someone who's annoyed by your very presence? And you're like, fuck you. I'm going to be. And then I, I, you know, I'm the opposite. Like, I'll get more annoying. Like, all right. You don't like that? Well. I'm going to turn it up to, I'm going to dial the shit up to 11 then. <laughs> mm-hmm. I've just, you know, cause, and the re, like I said, I've got an adversarial personality. I always have, but not to be mean or cruel, but to 
Stick it to people who just got too much entitlement. They just want everyone to tippy-toe around them and be exactly what they want them to be. It's like, dude, sorry, that's not the life. You have to get used to different people. You ever been somewhere and they just want you to step in line and be just like they want you to be, and then when they're not, they get all, and you're like, fuck you, you know, sorry. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. I, ain't, I ain't your fucking keeper. Yeah. You're not in charge of me. <laughs> <laughs> you're not my dad. You're not my dad. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Okay, next up I hear what hierarchies are and should be. Doctors, medical assistants, nurses, etc. Different roles doesn't mean superior or inferior, just different. Mm-hmm. I, I think bosses, they grow to think that there are fucking liege. No, when I was a boss, I just thought of myself as not your employer. I am simply, I have a different role. Mm-hmm. You do this, I do that. And we function better when we respect one another. We function better when we support and help one another. And and unfortunately, we don't have people nowadays that have the emotional intelligence or maturity to understand that being a supervisor doesn't make, make you our ruler. It, make, it just means you have a different role. That's exactly it. And the fact that you mentioned doctors versus MAs, like that's... Yeah. I, I had a feeling I've, that would, uh... I've lived that. Yeah. Well, <laughs> like my first job in the first place I worked in San Diego. Yeah. We had one doctor who just acted like actually two of them. Mm-hmm. Um, they just acted like they were, you know, they were better than all of us yeah. and they did all this. And then the other doctor that worked there also was the one that told us it, all it takes is just to memorize stuff. It's no big deal being a doctor. Yeah. So just the, the her, she was just like, yeah, I'm just one of you guys. I just went to a little more school and memorized a little more stuff. Right. And the other well, ones are like, well, I'm your boss and I'm higher than you. And Well, and that's the thing is that insecure people will use that as a cudgel to disrespect yeah. people. And mm-hmm. it's like, fuck you. Yeah. You know, I, I respect doctors, but dude, I've been, I've lived a life. I've had medical training too. I've been to college. I've been to culinary school. I was pre-med for three years and I'm not tooting my horn. I'm just saying we're all biological organisms. Unless you're literally, you know, at the top level of science and mm-hmm. medicine, yeah. you're not a perfect person. You know, I give respect to like, like these, there's a lot of medical, like uh, doctors, these practitioners that I'm like, you don't do anything. Mm-hmm. And then yeah. like they're surgeons. They put their money where their mouth is every single day. Yeah. You know, so I respect a surgeon because that takes skill, boy. It does, yeah. You know absolutely. what I mean? Mm-hmm. So so you can, like, oh, you're sniffling and, and you're going to give me Benadryl. Wow, you're, you're, a, you're a medical genius. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so we have to, it's not about disrespecting people in power or disrespecting people in certain hierarchies. It's to remind them that we're all... People, we exactly. all get sick. We all die. At the end of the day, I am sick of hierarchies for the simple fact that you don't get to own me. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. Like when I was at, I remember when I worked at Lowe's, I had already been through all these things and I got the job and these bosses, you know, people would like scatter like cockroaches at the, you know, we'd show up around nine, 10 o'clock and we would talk for a few minutes to orient ourselves with the department and then a, a, a manager would walk around and then they would scatter like cockroaches like this was fucking grade school. And I would stand there and they're like, why aren't you doing what they're doing? I'm like, because I'm not afraid of you. Like, 
I, am I not allowed to sit here and orient myself with the department with my colleagues? Yeah. And they're like, Brian, you got an attitude. I'm like, yes, I do. Don't fucking forget it. You know, because at the end of the day, it's not about disrespecting your boss. It's about holding them accountable. You're not superior to me. Mm -hmm. You don't get to own me. I've had a few bosses, like, when I worked at Target, when I worked uh, security at Target, this boss was a complete narcissistic sociopath. And he really did not understand that just because you're you're over me doesn't mean you get to own me or rule my life. He'd call me all hours of the day, tell me how I did to do this and do that. I'm like, at the end of the day, finally I said, boundaries, bro. Click. Yeah. Next day he goes, did you hang up on me? I said, yes, I did. It's 10 o'clock at night and you're fucking telling me how to live my life. You don't get to own me, dog. No, exactly. (laughs) I had to leave that job because I couldn't shake this dude. Mm -hmm. Yeah, he was horrible. So if you have a bad boss, tell him to fuck themselves and get another job. It's life's too short. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. And then this probably goes without saying, but um, think bigger thoughts and your life expands and contracts accordingly. Now, when we're tired and weakened, we, our life contracts. We need a small, manageable life. All I can handle right now is doing laundry and watching TV. Okay, fine. Other times, our life, uh, we are healthier. We're feeling better. We expand and contract based on how we're feeling, and that's natural. Um, so all I mean to say is, is that when we think the bigger thoughts and grant ourselves the, the, the power and the empowerment to believe and think big and dream big, uh, to believe in yourself, you would be surprised how your life will expand. Speak yeah, it just that. opens you up to different possibilities that aren't just in your tiny little bubble. Yeah. And when you look out there, you find that there are more things than you thought there well, were. When you realize, that's why I watch a lot of like um, documentaries on the cosmos. It makes me realize how fucking minuscule we really mm-hmm. are. Yeah, it does. And those big, scary bosses that we tend to let intimidate us, we're like, psh. Bitch, please. Yeah. You're just a speck of dust in the cosmic scheme of things. You're really going to get all uptight and upset over silly shit? Yeah. So it just keeps things in perspective. Yeah, it does. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So at the end of the day, I just want people to think bigger thoughts. Mm-hmm. If, yeah. you, if you're having trouble in this life, just kind of tell, ask yourself, you know, what should I be thinking? What are my priorities? Write them down. What are my priorities? What aren't my priorities? A lot of times you'll find out that your life is more complicated and complex because you allowed it to happen. So simplify that shit. Mm-hmm. It's like the old uh, acronym, KISS. Keep it simple, stupid. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, tone deaf in dysfunctional society. Cost of living rising. Rent increases. We had a major depression in 2008. And, and I always think of that time when... Uh, Obama was trying to save our economy because Bush left him a disaster. And then you see Jaguar commercials on this top-down society, completely tone-fucking-deaf. Mm-hmm. Um, speak on that. How uh, I have here, um, society banks on top-down economics instead of making it work for average people and this overpopulation and how we're just getting more and more competitive with each other rather than understanding who the real problem is which is these oligarchs these wealthy oligarchs that just lobby to take our rights away from us and then we go end up working for walmart the very company that lobbies against our rights Mm -hmm. what the hell is that it's just all geared toward the rich like i remember a couple years ago 
writing a post on Facebook around Christmas time where there's all these commercials about buying your significant other a car for Christmas. Like, who the fuck does that? Nobody does that. <laughs> Some rich assholes. Some and rich, if they're yeah. going to do it, they don't need a commercial telling them to do right. it. And they and they make up less than 5% of the mm-hmm. whole world. Yeah. So. Yeah. But and that's what I mean about top-down economics well, is yeah. that we're all being subjected to the same standard, but nobody's living like that. And then yeah. during a depression where we were hemorrhaging 300,000 jobs per month, and they're going to sit there and be like, ignore all that. Let's talk about Jaguar. Right. Exactly. <laughs> like, or it just on. makes me think like down the, where we're from, the Central Coast. Like, yeah. They, they'll build all these new houses. They won't build anything that's affordable for anyone that's not rich. Well, that's what I mean. Even is- though half... or more than half, 75% of the people living down there. Rich people aren't rich. don't have priorities because they're, they're, they don't, ha- they can afford to be stupid. Mm-hmm. Look at Trump. Yeah. You wonder why he's so fucking dumb and his priorities are so backwards because when all your needs are being met, you, you can live with your head in your ass and, and still do fine. Yeah. So regular people like us, we have to think, we have to plan, we have to strategize, and we're the ones that are, living the difficult life because we actually our life depends on us not having our head up our ass imagine that yep (laughs) or they just built a new apartment complex here in town down by the river and studios are starting at fourteen hundred dollars yeah it's just it's getting untenable and and nobody wants to solve the problem which is the cost of living Mm -hmm. we're hemorrhaging jobs we're hemorrhaging infrastructure we have crumbling roads and bridges, and they keep talking about these shovel-ready jobs, and I just never see it. No, don't. And if Republicans and Democrats could get their hat out of their ass, but that's the problem. Half the country is being hijacked by this extremist movement, and the other half, I'm not saying Democrats are perfect, far from it, but good grief. If we could just get little, simple, everyday shit solved like we used to, good grief, we, we'd be so much better off. Would be nice. Instead of always, you know, doing what the rich folks want. Yeah. Um, let's see. And I don't mean to keep harping on this, so we'll just keep this short and sweet, but conservative agendas versus Democrat agendas. At the end of the day, uh, like I said, there's a lot of both sidesism. Well, they're doing it too, they're doing it too. Um, uh, speak on the difference between conservative agendas right now in politics and Democrat agendas and how it's not the same. Well, conservative stuff right now is... It's about policing people down to the most intimate decisions between, like, women and their doctors. Right. And wanting, talking about how they want small government, but wanting to control every little aspect of people's lives. Yeah. It's hypocritical. When it comes to their their values and their Christianity and how they think that everything should be interpreted and, right. and done. And right. the, the left, they just want to help the environment. They want to help middle-class people they want to help poor people it's more about helping people rather than controlling people now what for about, your values yeah and what what would you say to right-wingers who believe that we're just being fed this propaganda too that it's the same oh yeah well right fox news might be propagandist but so is yours you're you're just you're just propping up the deep state. <laughs> well, it just it made me, when you just said that it reminds me of what Bo the Fifth Column has said. There's like the AP or there's one other news source that he said I can't remember that's just straight news. There's no mm-hmm. skewing it one way or the other. It's yeah. just straight facts. This is what it is. Yeah. Because for the most part, I think people on the left they do go to different news outlets, and if you open up a news page and there's eight things saying one thing. 
but Fox is telling you something else. Yeah. They're probably the ones that are wrong and lying to you. Yeah. But or I and I saw a meme the other day. You might have even been the one that posted it. But mm-hmm. talked about well, well, all media lies. Well, who told you that, Fox? <laughs> I did post that. That, that yeah. was yours. So, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, well, that's what I mean. It's a circular fucking logic. It is. Yeah. You know, well, Fox News says it, then it has to be true, and uh, it's just this. Um, they have a tendency to, you know, it's kind of like the old saying that um, Republicans fall in line and Democrats fall in love when it comes to presidential candidates. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, it always feels like um, the right has a fealty towards. Those who are, you know, finally worthy or something, right? Mm-hmm. Whereas Democrats fall in love like John F. Kennedy. They fell in love with him because he was a charismatic and intelligent mm-hmm. and progressive leader. Now, um, and like I said, you know, I'm not trying to, you know, cause more problems. I, I really do want the two parties to get along. But at the end of the day, it does feel like their agendas and and fealty to Donald Trump is much stronger than actually wanting to solve mm-hmm. real problems. And yet they claim yeah. to be so serious and so yeah. practical. And yet I don't see anything practical about their agendas. Like I said, are do does the Republican Party even have an agenda or policies that help anything right now? Not Other than the rich? Not that I can think of, I can't honestly. see it. I just don't no. see it. Right, right. And if they were there, mm-hmm. I would acknowledge them. Yes, I would too. But they're not. Yeah, exactly. And that's why I just say, you know, this both sidesism thing, like, oh, it's equal on, on both sides. It's just not. No, not it's now. Really not. No. Maybe once upon a time we could have said that thirty years ago. Yeah. But I don't see it now. No. Yeah. Um change your brain, improve attitude, habits, and thinking patterns. Now, at the end of the day, I mean it's easier said than done, but we often don't understand that the problem isn't the external world, it's us. So how do well, we? It's create, both, but it's both. And how you react to the external world. <laughs> so it's just like everything, just being aware, yeah, of what your thoughts are and how things outside affect them, and if you can try to change your way of thinking well, to make it's things okay. better. And yeah, and it's okay to get angry, mm-hmm. and it's okay to use that anger to fuel your uh, passion. Yeah. But at the end of the day, if all you're doing is getting triggered and inflamed, and it's becoming destructive yeah. rather than constructive, yeah, then you have to kind of. You know, get over that anger, get over that frustration, and now utilize what you know in a way that's going to um, move, move legislation or, or yeah. make a difference. Or you can help uh, other people learn and grow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. How do we do that, though? How do we change our brain, improve our attitude and habits and thinking patterns when maybe there's not a whole lot of external change out there right now? Just you have to do it internally. You have to mm-hmm. look for ways. If you have to go online and just Google, like, what can I do to help change my mindset or change my patterns? Or yeah. you just have to be conscious of it. Yeah, and that's self-awareness is, is key. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I keep talking about that. But I've just learned that, God, self-awareness and, and it doesn't seem to be all that. People don't know how they're contributing to the problems. Yeah. And they, they, they think they're right because they're right. I'm right because I'm right because I'm white. No, it's not how it works. Mm -hmm. You're either right or you're wrong on an issue. And there are universal best practices. And anything that's contrary to science or contrary to best practices would be what? Yes, bad for society. So if we could just start Mm -hmm. getting into the habit of of just putting up a mirror to society to say, hey, I'm not anti-conservative. I'm not anti-Christian. But if you're contributing more to the problem... Then the solution, then, hey, maybe you need to have the self-awareness to tell these folks, hey, cut it out. You're causing problems. Yeah. 
Here I have written, um, looking backwards to see forward. What I mean by that is um, sometimes when I'm depressed or down or introspective um, or, or self-caring and I'm healing, I feel wounded, I'll go watch old stuff that I used to watch, like Bewitched or um, old TV shows or old movies. And in a weird way, it's almost like retracing your steps. Like, where was I? In other words, you almost have to remember where you were to realize where you're going. And it kind of puts things in perspective. What do you mm -hmm. think? Yeah, it can. Sometimes it can put you into the mindset that you were in. It just kind of takes you back. Yeah. And makes you feel a certain way. Right. Or and looking back. Like watching on things, Revenge of the Nerds the mm -hmm. other day. I was 15 again. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Or and looking back on things, you can it might take you back to a time when stuff wasn't good. But yeah. then you can realize that you got out of that. Right. So it right. can make you realize that, okay, things have not been great in the past mm -hmm. and I've worked through them and I've gotten Somehow through them. Somehow I got so through can, them mm -hmm. and you will again. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. I just feel like sometimes we have to realize where we've been to see where we mm -hmm. are now and where we're going. Yeah. Yeah. I have written here, everyone needs a good support network. At the end of the day, I'm, I'm saying... We're trying to find our empath tribe of like-minded individuals to help each other. People need mm -hmm. family. I think a lot of people, especially the elderly, don't always have the right um, support network. Or maybe you have family that's more inflammatory than kind. Um, and if you're not getting that emotional support at home, what can folks do to find their... You have to look outside of that. I mean, sometimes you find it at work. Yeah. Um, in work communities, sometimes you find it by doing other activities outside of your house and your that environment yeah um yeah yeah absolutely um again uh we wrote we, we talked about this fox news versus dominion i'm gonna ixnay that mm -hmm. riling up the easily riled up uh we've talked enough about mm -hmm. that um corporatism versus humanity um like i said i love google new devices i love technology um i just you know i think some corporations are doing it right um I know, but sometimes we have to hold corporations accountable when they're doing shit wrong. Yeah, so how definitely. do we hold corporations that are powerful and wealthy accountable? How do we do that? By stopping supporting them. Yeah. I mean, that's where you have to hit them financially because that's the only the way they notice. Right. Mm -hmm. That's the only way they notice. Right. And, 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 but a lot of people say, oh, it doesn't matter. You know, it does though. But it does yeah. cumulatively. Mm -hmm. We all did it. Yeah. yeah. Um, I'm just kind of going through these here. Um, music then versus now. Now we, I, I dare not speak my mind about this because it will piss off young people. But I don't think music is as good as it used to be. I'm sorry. Um, I tried, man. You know, we watched this guy on YouTube called Professor of Rock, and he's been just torn down to shreds. People, he he won't even say it anymore. But then he'll just show uh, like the top 10 then versus the top 10 now and make up your own mind. But at the end of the day, I mean, you know, it doesn't mean that um, artistry is gone. It doesn't mean that creativity is gone. It doesn't mean that musician musicianship is gone. But cumulatively speaking, good grief. I don't see the music today having a lot of um, it, it barely holds a melody, let alone a bridge and all a crescendo and all these other musical terms at the end of the day it just i don't know it feels very rudimentary i will go ahead and say it it sucks 
She said it, not me. Yep. It was me. Yeah. Well, and I'm trying to be open minded. Well, and you know. it just like Rick Beato last week mm-hmm. went through the top, the global top 10 or whatever. Mm-hmm. He literally played one song, played the next song. They had the exact same like beat. It was yeah. a f- it it was taken from some pre-done sample sample yeah. and they were exactly the same literally f- number 5 and number 4 well exact same fucking thing I feel like a lot of the music you, you know the music you hear in the movie Creed when they're coming to the ring and it's like boom boom oh wow you know it's like and it's some and and it's like auto-tuned to to 11 mm-hmm. and it's like um it feels very rudimentary, and it's kind of like rap, and it's kind of like hip hop, but it's none of that. Like the music, is, it's they think they're transcending genres when really what they're doing is they're doing both genres wrong. And I just I don't know what to say because at the end of the day, I want kids to listen to what they like, but at the end of the day, I mean, you can't get better than the old music. I just I'm sorry, uh, we're not passing the baton of musicianship. Down to the younger artists, and, and and that all being said, I follow a million guitarists and musicians that are really good. So don't get me wrong, music isn't gone, but good music, pop, popular music, it seems to be trending towards shittier stuff. And yet, you know, like I follow a band called Ghidorah. They're a great metal band. Mm-hmm. Why aren't they on the top ten? Why is it always this garbage? I don't. I don't know. <laughs> I really don't. Nothing and it's just kind of, yeah, well, it's just like in our day, it was mm-hmm. like we were watching that interview with Huey Lewis. Like, mm-hmm. radio was king. Everybody listened to the radio. And Everybody so listened music to the same. Radio friendly. Mm-hmm. And you, you crafted your music to yeah. be radio friendly. So, in one way, it's good because there are so many different ways to listen. So, people that aren't mainstream or super popular can be heard. Yeah. So, in that respect, today is good. Right. And, but, Back in that day, like everybody was making music that was going to be played, and then if it yeah. wanted to be played on the radio, you had to make it a certain it, way. It had to fit a format, at mm-hmm. least in terms of length, and uh, you had to have a quick intro. And it had end, to be something bridge, that would pull most boom. people in. Yeah. Because- well, and a lot of people might say, "Well, that's just so formulaic." But at the end of the day, I don't know. You got to have some rules, right? <laughs> what yeah, qualifies as music? I, right. We don't yeah. have some rules. I, yeah, I don't know. But. Well, and I love progressive rock and like what Tool does with all going all over the place. So it's not that I think that music should be simple or that we should cut it off at its legs. I want music to expand and be, you know, like, you know, creative and, and go out there, far out there. But I just a lot of the music we hear nowadays feels very shallow to me, rudimentary, mm-hmm. not it's not complex stuff. And I just it makes me think that maybe we're not teaching kids how to play music anymore. Possibly. I don't know. But then I see a post from one of my old friends that I used to dance with, and she's got pictures of her two daughters and they have them in music school right well, now. Yeah, like so I said, musicianship has not died. Yeah. But I, popular mood music yeah. is just not as good as it used no. to be. And I, I don't know how to say that in a nice way. I don't mean anything by it. To each their own. You like that kind of stuff? Great. Fine. I'm going to continue listening to Huey Lewis in the News mm-hmm. and Journey and <laughs> Tool and Disturbed. And I don't know. Just me. Duran Duran. I'm wearing the shirt Foo today. Foo Fighters. Yeah. Duran Duran. <laughs> I love a lot. Well, that's the thing is I'm open-minded. I love Dr. Dre. 
Mm-hmm. If it's good, it's good. I don't care what genre it comes yeah. from. I like country. I like rap. I like R&B. Yes, I'm a metal guy myself. Um, but yeah, am I biased? Sure. But but I'm trying to not be. I'm trying to be as uh, kind as possible. The point I'm making is not that the music is, musicianship hasn't died. Um, we're not propping up the right musicians, mm-hmm. perhaps. There's some really not propping up actual musicians. Yeah, maybe yeah. not. That's know. exactly it. Like my friend Dave, he's a better musician than nine tenths of everything I hear out there. I'm like, why isn't he famous? Yeah, he should be famous. Mm-hmm. And all this other crap that's not as good should maybe, I don't know, go back to school yeah. <laughs> <laughs> until you get it right. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Okay, but I have a lot more here, but I think we've gone over a lot of it it's a lot saying mm-hmm. a lot of the same things in different yeah. ways so i want to end today on uh I, I asked you to come up with a list it's a list of your uh chef bright comedy's 10 best advice tips for regular people to just live a better more functional happy life except not 10 from me okay well as many as you got i got six okay go ahead <laughs> uh first thing is to find hobbies slash things that you like to do yeah, absolutely. I think a well-rounded person is a well-adjusted person. And while I do believe in a sense of rebelliousness, a little bit of fuck you attitude can go a long way to be irreverent enough to challenge our systems. But uh, at the same time, yeah, we have to have hobbies and things. Um, like I said, I think if conservatives spent less time looking out there of what others are doing, maybe they'd spend more time right. doing hobbies and things to improve themselves. Right, maybe they wouldn't exactly. spend so much time worrying about what we're doing. Mm-hmm. You know, so yeah, hobbies yeah. can make you well-rounded. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, my second thing is have a sense of humor. This is all stuff that we've talked about. We've yeah yeah that's before. fine. Um, sense of humor is key, man. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Uh, find your tribe. Finding your tribe, yes. Find like-minded people. Don't continue to um, hold water for people who are going to continue to drown you in it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, Be yourself. Be yourself is all that you can do. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Allow yourself to feel, but don't wallow in it. Yeah. I always said, you know, when we're depressed, we set up camp in it, but Mm -hmm. we shouldn't live there forever. Yeah. Put up camp, put the water on the fire and and walk out of that gorge. Get Mm -hmm. out of there. Yeah. Find something else. And uh, yeah. And the last thing I have is allow people to help you. Some yeah. people get so stuck and so proud that, oh, I can't accept help. I can't. But right. if you need help, mm. accept it. There's people that want to help you. Yeah. Let them. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, so I've got a f- bunch of stuff here. I'm trying to figure out where it started. Okay. So my list is, as you know, a little comprehensive. No way. That's a fancy word for too much shit. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I got um, live, laugh, love. Sounds corny, but learn to live. You know, yeah. if you ain't living, live. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> learn to laugh, learn to love. Yeah. yeah at the end definitely. of the day, we all get frustrated. Shit, yeah, dude, I, I get angry at everything. But at the end of the day, you can't live there in that angry place. It, it will just destroy you. Yep. Uh, tomorrow isn't promised, so live for today. Definitely. Imagine how many people, if they realize how short life is, would just get over their petty problems if they just learn uh, to appreciate right now. Yeah, definitely. You know, we got to live in the now more often, mm-hmm. you know? Um, 
If you're happy, it's up to you. If you're unhappy, it's up to you to change something. You know, um, could be you, could be your environment, could be your job, could be your fitness and health. It could be, you know, maybe you don't like the way you look. I always say, if you don't like the way you look, change it, man. Go get a haircut. Go look sassy. Go get a new shirt. Go mm -hmm. get some new shoes. It goes a long way to make you feeling good. Yeah. It doesn't have to be a huge change. No, it doesn't. It can be little stuff. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Uh, you can get mad, sad, frustrated with life all the time, but move on and learn from it. Um, mm -hmm. and, and yes, we've talked about moving on, but we rarely talk about learning from it. Do people yeah. learn from their mistakes anymore? Do you think? It depends. Yeah. Sometimes. Yeah. Sometimes no. Yeah. Well, and if we just learn quicker from them, we could advance much quicker. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> uh, determine what's most important and let that be your guide. So I love Star Trek. It is my religion. It is my guiding fucking force. But so is Star Wars. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, it's more important than life itself in some ways. Why? Because I just want to get along. I love futurism and technology. And I just love this idea that we could move into a technological material society uh, and, and, and solve our problems and solve poverty and solve disease and solve inequality. I think at the end of the day, if you're still hung up about our differences, like black versus white, good grief. There's so much bigger fish to fry than that. Yeah. So just let your passions be your guide. Mm -hmm. That's what I do with this podcast. People wonder, how do you do it, Brian? I let my conscience and my passion be my guide. And that's the same with cooking. You know, they said, you know, turn your uh, passion into a profession. That was the old saying in culinary school. And I did. And I love cooking, but man, I don't like being a slave for people, yeah. you know? So mm -hmm. I do it on my terms now and I feel better for it. Yeah. Uh, flaunt your imperfections. Be okay with being yourself. Uh, you know, we watch the strongman stuff. It's just this fun new thing we're getting into. And it's helped me learn to be okay with my body. But it's also taught me that these people aren't perfect. Far from it. They're very imperfect. But that's kind of what makes humans feel real. And mm -hmm. if we can just flaunt our imperfections in a way where we're proud to be who we are and what we are at the end of the day, we're going to get a lot further in life than constantly worrying about what others think. Yep. Yeah. Uh, live 90% in the now, 10% in the future, and 10% reflecting on the past. And, and that's kind of what we were saying. Like, you, learn your priorities. What's your priorities in life? Wealth? Health? Well, then do that. You know, um, uh, pay attention to right here and now 90% of the time. You know, working towards a goal, working towards your short-term and long-term goals. But spend about 10% um, thinking about where you're going and about 10% where you've been. It's 110%. Well, that's, that's because I give 110%. <laughs> you're right. <laughs> but so what? I I'm embracing my imperfection. I, I, exactly. <laughs> I don't math. What do I look like, a mathematician to you? <laughs> nope. <laughs> All right, then. Uh, I have written here, um, stretchy pants, you guys. So all my pants have 5 to 10% spandex now. Why? Because they make them that way now. <laughs> Remember the bad, rough old days where there was no gift to sh jeans? And, oh, my God. Mm -hmm. I need me some stretchy pants. 
Yes, sir. Life's too short to not have stretchy it, pants. It is. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that's what I got. Uh, Which is basically just be comfortable. Yeah. You know? <laughs> comfort, man. I love comfort. That's yep. right. It's, once you're over 40, mm-hmm. comfort is king, baby. Yeah. Uh, relax, breathe, and go into each day with a purpose, even just a small purpose. Like, today I'm getting this done. Like, yesterday, like, I was so tired, and I'm like, all right, all you got to do today Brian is take mom to chemo and do your wife's hair and all buy gum. I got them done. We did it. <laughs> yeah. We did it. So yeah. Um, anything on that? No. All right then. <laughs> <laughs> Look for the lovers, healers, teachers, and carers and immediately ignore haters. Those people have yeah. lost touch with humanity, kindness, and reason. So, you know, people aren't driving at your frequency. Bye. Yeah, don't give them any more attention. That's right. Uh, seek laughter and don't take yourself or life too seriously. I mean, how many times we got to say it? You I know? said it in my list. Exactly. You know, laughter and um, not taking yourself so seriously. Like, what do you plan to accomplish? People think that if they act more serious, more people will um, uh, respect them. No, they're laughing behind your back because you take yourself too seriously. Yeah. Self-awareness. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, you know, just don't take life and yourself so seriously. God, mm-hmm. we're none of us are getting out of this shit alive. What do you expect? The, yeah. To be uptight all the time is going to, it's not going to necessarily bring you to your goal. So don't force it, you know? Yeah. It'll come. Yeah. Yeah. I got here. Uh, it is a weird, scary world. Be the lightness and joy the world so desperately needs. I mean, I know it feels like we're repeating a lot of stuff, but... My point is, is that if you're a jovial guy, I remember I got this job <clears throat> at Sherwin-Williams and they were all a bunch of uptight weirdos. I was like, good grief. And then the one guy I liked, they would make fun of him behind his back because he was light in nature. He was fun. Mm-hmm. I was like, he, he's the only motherfucker here I like. Right. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So don't let the world gaslight you into thinking that the serious ones are the good ones because... Sometimes we just need those people who don't take their job overly seriously. He's like, it's just fucking paint, dude. Just paint. <laughs> right? I'm like, exactly. Yeah. You know, I liked him. Mm-hmm. Uh, and everyone was talking shit behind his back. I was like, I don't see a problem with him. Yeah. He seems like he's, he's got shit in check, you know. Uh, uh, don't both sides politics. Don't placate people on the opposite side if, they, if they're hateful or wrong. Don't worry about alienating people who can't come correct. I mean, yeah. At the end of the day, I got nothing against conservatives. I got nothing against Republicans when they're trying to be a part of the solution. But if you're not, you're dead weight. Move on. Yep. All right. Comfort is king. Only put yourself out if it's doing work on yourself to improve. Uh, Discomfort should help you grow, not get worse. So, you know, people are always telling you to push yourself out of your comfort zone. I think that's... To an extent, yeah. A good Mm -hmm. advice in a general sense. Yeah. When does it become a problem, though, do you think? When it's causing you harm, when it's causing you mental distress, Yeah. when it's to a point where it's so uncomfortable that you're just miserable or you're nervous all the time, then it's not good. It's not helping you. Well, yeah, now you're just pushing yourself so far. Like if the discomfort is just going to talk to someone that you normally wouldn't talk to or just little things like that, then that's the kind of discomfort, but not when you're just losing sleep or right and if you need to get take a few steps before you get to where you want to be mm-hmm. take it in bite-sized pieces yeah. baby steps yeah. yeah 
I got here. Don't get angry when people don't meet your expectations. Not everyone is as good, smart, or emotionally strong as you are. You don't know what they're going through. So at the end of the day, um, not everybody can live at our level. And we shouldn't sit here and feel superior just because maybe we got things figured out and some folks don't. Um, we're all going through shit at different times. Yeah. We like to think we got it all figured out. But at the end of the day, you know, maybe one day we have everything figured out and our friend doesn't. It's like my friend Jim and I. We just happen to meet a lot on clashing moods. Mm -hmm. Yeah. One day he's got everything figured out and I don't, and he's coming off condescending. And then other days I've got everything figured out and he doesn't. And he's like, you know, feeling wounded. So my point is, is that we all tend to go from, you know, feeling very empowered to very wounded. And it all happens at different times. So we have this tendency to think that other people can't meet our expectations or standards. Well, so not everybody's going to be as grown up as us. We, we've had more time to learn, to grow. Mm -hmm. We've, I've been baking in the oven on this earth longer than some other cakes. So yeah. at the end of the day, um, uh, we have to be kind to those who aren't yet at our level and, and use our knowledge to help and help others where we can. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. How you doing, baby? You hanging in there? Barely. <laughs> uh, if this isn't fun for you, this isn't fun for them. No. <laughs> <laughs> and I've gone over all the other ones. So I've got uh, break up the monotony by doing new things. Find new interests like us with uh, Strongman. I've only been at it for three, four weeks, and yet I feel like I know most of the players I just, I don't know, something really fun about finding a new hobby or a new mm -hmm. interest. Well, and with that, too, like, that's something that I would never have thought I would be interested in. Right. And I absolutely love it. So yeah. just keep an open mind to yeah. things. I never would have thought so either. But um, what I like about it is this, these big, large dudes picking up heavy shit. <laughs> right. But they're not fitness perfectionists. Yeah. They're not uh, perfect people. And I guess I like, you know, because... We always assume that men in our culture are toxic or this mm -hmm. or that. And I guess it's refreshing to see men being a part of the solution, yeah. being kind yeah, to women, being sure. good to each other. And there's a, a commiseration and they have a love and tenderness of each other that a lot of other uh, sports don't. You know, you don't see a lot of other sports who are friends and hanging out with each other like they do. Yeah, exactly. It's just different. Mm -hmm. I like it. Yeah. Yes. Um, and then I said, trying new things, eating new foods. You know, my mom and my aunt will not try new shit. And, you know, they're stuck in their ways. I know people get stuck in their ways, but I don't know. How do you know if you don't like, you, you'll like something if you don't try it. Right, I know. So be adventurous. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Not so adventurous that you end up being one of those selfie people that fall off a well, you know, yeah. cliff or something. Mm -hmm. Don't do that. But I just mean, you know, be adventurous. Think of, you know, try new shit. Yep. I got here, uh, never be ashamed by your finances, your looks, or your ways. Be proud and unapologetic. Uh, <laughs> uh, be proud and unapologetic in being you. So yeah. at the end of the day, you know, we're, we're made to feel ashamed if we're not rich. Or made to feel inferior because we're not the boss or we're not where we want to be. Mo there's a lot more of us than there are of those guys, you guys. Mm -hmm. So don't ever be ashamed that you're an up and comer. Yeah. Because sure. it only takes time and work 
to get there. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, don't apologize unless you mean it. People are always, yeah. sorry, sorry, sorry. You always put yourself in the inferior with someone when you do that. Mm-hmm. So unless you trust that person, don't put yourself in the inferior because oftentimes you you give away your your control, your power. Yeah. So only apologize when you really fucking mean it. Mm-hmm. And we said this before. Self-care as often as you need, but don't let laziness become habitual. Uh, but never feel bad for taking time out either. So there's a balance there. Yeah, definitely. You know, laziness isn't laziness if you're trying to survive. But if you know that you should be doing something, getting there, you know, have aspirations, have dreams. But if you're in a situation where you're not overly interested in becoming the manager at work, well, you know, you don't necessarily have to keep striving, you know? You know, I'm not saying necessarily do bare minimum, but I'm kind of saying do bare minimum because... Oh, I do. <laughs> no, you don't, though. I know. You really no, don't. I don't. You say you do, but you, you work hard. Yeah. Yeah, we should self-care as often as we need. But I, I just mean to say is that sometimes we take so much time off, we forget to get back into the habit of, you know, trying to get more out of life. Yeah. Yeah. If you're bored with exercise, change how you think about it. You know, I was always trying to be Mr. Um, you know, weightlifter, Mr., uh, you know, fitness guy. If you look at all the bodybuilders out there, that's a quick fucking way of getting discouraged. But now, I don't measure my body based on those guys. You know who I measure my body by? The, these fucking uh, half-fit, half-fat strong men. Mm-hmm. Now, I feel great. I feel thin. I feel healthy. And yeah. I realize that you don't have to have a perfect body. So, this body dysmorphia that we have is always... Because of that juxtaposition, because of some perfect person. Quit, you know, putting yourself, pitting yourself against perfect people. Most of the perfect people, those are photoshopped or uh, airbrushed anyways. Right, yeah. So, that they are. Just if, like if you're getting bored with fitness, though, I always say, change it up. Do something different. You know, um, if you're not having fun in your exercise, you're going to fucking run out of steam Mm -hmm. so find a way to think about it different or train for your age don't train like you're 20 anymore yeah you know no more ego lifting you guys no (laughs) definitely not yeah and rebecca is going how many of these you got i told you i had a lot (laughs) i'm an overachiever (laughs) no i have a active brain (laughs) we're we got three left babe uh ignore influencers they don't care about you Live to the beat of your own drum. You know, you know, just quit letting society uh, take over your brain and your thinking with their virtues and their values. At the end of the day, know yourself and be happy with that. Yeah. Yeah. And then I have here, don't give hate the time of day. If someone's coming off hateful, cut it off right away. You don't need to engage yeah. with those people. Yeah. And then I have last one, babe. Drum roll, please. <laughs> Be crazy. Have fun. Enjoy yourself. Fuck the haters. This is your life, not theirs. Yeah. We're done. Have a good day. Bye. Bye. No, I'm just kidding. But we're done. We're done, babe. We're off. You're off the hook. You're off the hook. You get to enjoy the rest of your day now. But uh, all this to say, you guys, at the end of the day, is that it's hard to be human. It's hard to human. It really is. is. Yes, it is. Yeah. So we have to learn to, you know, exert when we can exert, recuperate when we can recuperate, and 
um, life has this tendency to just drag on. And so we have to change shit up. We have to make shit feel real and new again and special. And at the end of the day, if someone's bringing you down, fuck them, get them out of your life. I mean, it doesn't mean that we should, you know, be spiteful or scornful ourselves. You know, sometimes it helps to talk a little shit, you know, Mm -hmm. but at the end of the day, what I'm, what I most mean to say is that if social media is dragging you down, get off of it. If your family isn't supportive of you, get away from them. I mean, we can't pick our, our family, but we can pick our friends and we can pick our jobs and we can pick our careers and we can pick our attitudes. So at the end of the day, I just want you guys to be mindful that you have rights, you have freedoms, and you are worthy. You are valid. And uh, it's okay to be shy and introverted. It's okay to not have everything figured out. You don't have to be as smart as, as people twice your age. Believe me, I didn't get here uh, overnight. I didn't act like this or know this much at 20. Fuck no, it takes time. And you will get there too. And one day you're going to not give a shit about what people think to the point where you're going to be me. And you're gonna, 40 years from now, 20 years from now, you're going to be like, oh shit, now I'm like Brian. Oh my God. <laughs> I just mean to say, you know, it takes time to have, you know, to to be irreverent, to, to stick up for yourself and just say, hey, fuck it. You know? And so I just want you guys to understand that it, you're a work in progress and it will take time to get there. But, um... A lot of change can happen really fast once you figure these things out, that you have rights, that you are good enough. Your life can be this fun thing or it can be this hell on earth. And it's up to you to choose what you want. Yeah, it is. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Anyways, you got anything more for us, babe? No. (laughs) All right, you guys. Well, (laughs) we are going to let you out of here. We thank you guys for your friendship and support. We are winding down season five of Surviving Empathy Podcast, and we're going to be winding up uh, Chef Bright Comedy YouTube channel and Chef Bright's Food for Thought on YouTube, as well as a podcast, too. So if you like what we're doing, please come on over to our link tree. That's where you can help us. That's where you can uh, support us. That's where you can uh, give a tip if you can afford it. That's where you can uh, talk with us. Um we're uh, here for regular people trying to find uh, good values, good center of the road, uh, robust living for regular people. That's what it's all about. And we thank you guys for your friendship and support. And we'll see you next week. Have a good day. Thanks, you guys. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.